Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Time, the 49ers Rush Podcast. And here's your host, John Chapman. What is going on, Faithful? It is absolutely incredible to be with you guys this Tuesday morning for a John and Wayne show. And by far the best part of this show is none other than Wayne Breezy. How you doing, Wayne? I can't be the best part of the show. It starts with John. Uh, and then you add a little Wayne. But I'm doing great. <laughs> I'm, I'm starting to feel revived. I've been taking a little hiatus from the content creating uh doing more musical uh, venues and things like that. This is that time where I try to ramp up because once August and September gets here, John, it's a, we go full Monty. We got like one month left of this. You know what I mean? (laughs) Right. Which I don't mind it. Like it's, it's refreshing because I'm able to kind of jump out a little bit and pay attention to the nostalgia stuff. We're doing the 1994 watch parties, all this kind of stuff. We're going to be talking about some of the greatest, you know, number 15 and number 16 ever for the 49ers today. It's kind of refreshing, but I'm constantly being pulled back to where the 49ers are today, right? That's the only thing. Just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. It's, It's what's relevant and, you know, there's that question mark of the unknown that we are are dying and eager to know. And we just won't know until we know. Like, how about that? I yeah, guess like kind of what it comes down to. Now, today's going to be fun because one of my favorite things to do, you guys know this, whenever I host the show on Tuesdays, I want to send Wayne through the gauntlet. You know what I mean? It's like <sighs> I, I always want to see what this guy knows because he just he's right. He's right all the time. And so for me <laughs> – I'm selfish. I want to know these things. So I've got a whole bunch of questions that we're going to be going through today on the 2023 Niners. And then on Fridays, whenever I'm on his show, that's when things get a little more crazy. It's a little more wild over there. Just going to be real. I can tell you. I can tell you right now. (laughs) That's when you just you go nose hole barred on my show. And I love it. I love the real John. Not saying that you're not real now, but that's when you just get to kick off your shoes, relax your feet, you know, have a good old time. Love all the hashtag CCs, all the hashtag BBs. Uh, The community is incredible. We got Clayton, the mad scientist, behind the scenes today. So get your questions in. I've got a whole bunch to get through on our script. Uh, We're just going to keep tagging these questions, and we'll be pulling them up as we go through this. But I want to kind of bracket this whole episode with positive, nostalgic conversation. Um, So we're going to start with number 15. Who is the best ever number 15 just for the 49ers. I don't care what anybody does when they leave. Just mm. what they did wearing the red and gold, scarlet and gold. Uh, it's scarlet and gold, right? Am I saying that it's, wrong? It's I like red, red and it's gold. It's red to me. That, uh, that's going to always be red. 
Uh, there we why, go. Why, why is there 85 shades of red? It's just red. Like, it, just, there's a lot. There's yeah. a lot. But um, as, as you will learn, and as the emails, my headphones and my red 49ers hats oh, those usually are, two are a little different bit reds. off. Well, here, here's why. There's apple red, cherry red, mm-hmm. fire engine red, scarlet red, ruby red, grapefruit <laughs> red, even though I think that's orange. There's just so many, you know, shades. There's 50 shades of red. Oh, there Maybe. you go. Look at that. We, you could have a whole <gasps> spinoff. That's a show. <gasps> Look at that. <laughs> 50 shades of red. Oh, I love it, man. I love it. So here we go. There's really only three people in com. I don't even think this is really a competition. You've got Michael Crabtree, Pierre Garçon, and Juwan Jennings. These are really the only three to make the cut. So I want to spend just a little bit of time. Michael Crabtree is definitely, he's had the most prolific career out of all of these guys. Because when you look at Pierre Garçon and Juwan Jennings, they both only played two years. But Pierre Garçon played such a huge pivotal role. He was kind of the very first big free agent that we overpaid for, like, in 2017. Do you remember? Because it was him, Kyle Juszczyk. Kyle Juszczyk. Yeah, yeah. They all got paid. Uh, they did. And shout they out did. to Kyle Juszczyk for being the only one to find a way to remain healthy and find a way to make his worth on this roster to this day. He's he's the he's the last of them <laughs> of that era. And you know what's going to be weird? I I don't even like putting this into motion. When we get to the best number forty four of all time, that's, that's going to be man. hard. It's I don't the, even want to. I don't like it. It's only two mm. that I, I don't, don't like put it. in there. I know, but like, but Raffman, Raffman was, was everything. Best. So Raffman was a fullback. Kyle Juszczyk is a all back. He's different. He's. Different. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, that's I can't it. wait we'll to do that later. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Pierre Garcon, couple things, came in in 2017, only played two years. And what I don't remember, I remember him getting injured with the neck the second neck injury. Year. Yeah, he only played in eight games each year he was with us. Yeah, here um, uh, the greatest is the first eight games Pierre was on pace for a thousand yards before he got hurt, missed the second half. Yes, he had 500 yards exactly through eight games. I mean, he was awesome. But I mean, good guy, right? Good player. A new Kyle system, uh, and 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 that was cool, right? Like he he knew the system, uh, not Kyle, but he knew our system, uh, right. and it was really cool to have him come in here. And he was like a breath of fresh air, right? Uh, unfortunately, we got him toward the end of his tenure, the career, yeah. to where like he was kind of wearing his body down. But man, he made some dope catches, man. Like Those some, slants, Those the slants, slants, man. It's like the slant, God, right? Um, but un- I mean, unfortunately, he-, he just couldn't stay. He wasn't durable. Uh, and then when I look at Michael Crabtree, started off injured, got healthy at the right time. I thought Crabtree was a pretty darn good wide receiver. I wouldn't have him like as a top fifty wide receiver ever, but he was he was pretty good for the Forty ers once he kind of got over the hump. Uh, you know, I, I wonder what it would have been like if he had a more uh, well-rounded type of quarterback. Remember, it was his dominant run-heavy scheme. It was super sure. run-heavy, bro. And then it was like, on top of that, how many OCs did he go through during his tenure here? You know, and a lot of people are like, oh, wide receivers just got to go out and catch the ball. Nah, it's not that. It's not that. It's not that simple because we notice in Kyle's system, your wide receivers not only do you have to not a catch, but not a block. Or you wouldn't even get an opportunity to catch. So for Crabtree, I thought he played pretty darn well. And then there's third and Jawan. Like, I, I don't think there's any wide receiver that convert. 
I was going through film like today. I finally opened. I I get to blow dust off the VHS tapes, right? I'm going through this thing, and I'm like, yo, this kid doesn't get enough props because he's not asked to do much. He's a role player, but man, do they ask him to convert third and longs. Never mind third and Juwan. I'm talking third and 14s, 15s, 17s, sometimes 20s. And it's just like he converts them. He finds a way. Not the best route runner. Not the best hands, obviously. But on third down, I put my money on Juwan Jennings every single time. You could throw it in the dirt. He's coming up with the catch. You could throw it high. He's going up to get it. You can put him on a slant. You can line up him in the slot. There's so many things he does, but it only happens on third down. I thought I saw a, a second down one too, but he's a he's a third down genius, I guess. That's well, what I want to call him. They don't like doing 11 personnel uh, very often, which 11, one tight end, one, one tight end, back, one running back. Three wide receivers. Yeah. Juwan only comes in on sub packages. Like he his playing time's not like, you know, whatever. Like here, I can I can pull this up now because I think this is interesting. The amount of snaps that Juwan gets, it's not a lot. Um, let's see here. Juwan Jennings, he played 489 snaps. Okay. To right. put that into perspective, Ayuk had 1001. Yeah, Less like he's that. he he splits the third option. And that doesn't mean even at the wide receiver spot, right? Because when we're saying mm-hmm. third option, it could be running backs. We got two backs on the field, and he's the guy in there on third down, right? And then and then it's just like, who are you going to go to? But here's the thing. On third downs, he finds ways to consistently get open. He's usually left one-on-one. And you know what? I never really thought about this, John, but he wins his one-on-one battles. I don't really give a freak what he does in practice <laughs> in the game. He wins those battles, and that's why you see him get and convert those third and longs or third and Juwans. That's an interesting take. I know people probably aren't looking at him like that, but you're right. He's not getting the reps, but he's also not a number one. He's not a number two. He's an option guy, and for an option guy, he's a role player in my opinion, and then from that perspective, when he's asked, to, when he's called on, he answers the call. Clutch. So, 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 like, if you ask me this question, who was the best in 15? That's the question you're asking me. It's tough because I'm going to say, well, who who, who had the best career? Then That's it's Crabtree. Crabtree. 100%. But who's the most impactful? It was going to be Garcon, but he couldn't stay healthy. But clearly, the 49ers, and they'd be dumb third downs, right, John? Uh, we get a <laughs> third and 15. Third and 15. <laughs> and how do we get there? Oh, holding. Yeah. Uh, Daniel Brunskill, uh, holding, clipping, pushing the back, punched in the nostril, uh, Mike McGlinch. It'd be something stupid. It'd be like we get a, a, two, a first down run for nine yards, then you get the holding, then you get another call, and next thing you know, you just got to give it to Juwan Jennings and he converts it. doesn't matter if it's Jimmy, didn't matter if it was Brock, and it didn't matter if it was Trey Lance. Like, that's what he does. He just converts third down. He had 35 receptions this year. 24 of those went for a first or a touchdown. 24 out of 35 receptions. Oh, dang. Um, yeah. Way higher than I thought it would have been. Wait, 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 wait. Let me do say that again. So he had 35 catches during the regular season. Uh-huh. And 24 of those went for a first down or a touchdown. I mean, he sticks, man. Sticks. And again, the question going into 2023 
for a player that's playing for what seven hundred thousand dollars this year? I think nine hundred was nine hundred thousand. I'm sorry. Then what? Like what is this? What is going to be his role again? It's going to be exactly the same. Now, here's one thing that I missed this whole offseason. I just want to apologize to all the listeners because I've been given incorrect information. Juwan Jennings comes out his first year. He had the hamstring, gets cut, brought back to the practice squad. That does not count as an accrued season. Juwan Jennings has two accrued seasons. You cannot become an unrestricted free agent until you have four, Four. which means Juwan Jennings is going to be on the Niners next year whether he likes it or not, period. He does not get to negotiate or hit the open side of the market. Cannot do that. So I thought we only had him this year. I was wrong. No. When I tell you that I don't that that's bull crap too, by the way. But when I tell you that Kyle Shanahan is a genius manipulator, like he like he just understands how how do you say it? If I had to go to court, then I'm going to hire <laughs> Kyle Shanahan as my defense attorney. Because he finds the loopholes and the rules. Like, and that's what he did. That's exactly what he did. We don't even know what that injury is to this day. Do you remember that injury? It was a hamstring. Is it what was they some bullcrap injury. You don't miss a year for a hamstring. You don't miss a year for a hamstring. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes. So doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M. Dot com and check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. They, they stashed him. That's what it was. They That's what I'm trying him. to say. That's what I'm trying to say. And that for that, you have to like have this affinity for our head coach, right? Because they they when they like players, they will find a way to stash you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, well said, man. So, real quick, let's just I want to put a little bow on this, just some metrics, some numbers, some stats for all three of these players. Juwan Jennings, um, in his time with the Niners, 59 receptions, 698 yards, six touchdowns. Okay, two seasons, Pierre Garcon, 64 receptions, 786 yards, one touchdown. Pierre only scored once. Yeah, it's tough. That's now Crabtree. All right, Crabtree's different. Did you know that Crabtree only had one? 1,000 yard season with us? One. Just one. Just That's one. It. That's it. I I don't I'm not a Crabtree fan. I, I hated him at Tech. I hated him in Dallas. I, I I've met him multiple times. Can't stand the man. Um, don't like the way he treats kids. And one, he broke my heart as a longhorn. I gotta put that out there. Like probably one of the went, best because he went to Texas Tech. Yeah. Well, he made that catch um at the oh, sideline and squeezed oh, down and knocked he, us out of the national championship. Yeah. The only time he caught a ball. But here's the thing, like, so, <laughs> so, so I liked Crabtree, but it, it, it and I wanted to really like him because he was a first round pick, and then and we got a steal on him. Well, we should have got had him. a bum foot. Remember? Yeah, yeah. It was a, it was a Trent Bauke pick, man. Like, yeah. like, and, He's a baller. 
but here's the thing. Like I, I, I started, I started to, he started to grow on me. And so it was just like, yo, Same. and, and then, and then he just couldn't, he just didn't have the reach in the Super Bowl. Like he just didn't have it. Like he, it just wasn't there. If he made one of those plays, one, just one of those, then it'd be, be different. He'd be the second, the second to third greatest receiver of 49ers history. He's 12th all time for receiving maybe. yards right maybe now. Fourth, because it would be, to me, it's Jerry Rice, Terrell Owens, John Taylor, and then maybe Crabtree would have been in that conversation. Okay. Under like and then Dwight Clark probably. Yeah. Yeah. So all time, he's 12th for the 49ers receiving yards. See. This is what's crazy to me. Kittle has played in three fewer games. <laughs> Kittle's played in three fewer games. He has 900 more receiving yards and five more touchdowns. God, That's all I'm saying. Di- different players, different dynamic. Crabtree wasn't a yak guy. Mm-hmm. He was he was like a Kendrick Bourne speed yeah. guy. Uh, yeah, but slow. he was a bit, That's what he, that means. Mm-hmm. He was slow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was going to say it. Mm-hmm. He didn't uh, want to be a Niner. I agree with mm-hmm. that, Eddie. Yeah. Well said. Well, we knew that once he yeah. uh, where he chose to go. But here's the thing. Look, I, like, I said, like I said, career-wise, Crabtree gets the nod. He yes. has the stats. He goes 1,000-yard guy. Impact guy, though, a guy that I can count on. Couldn't count on Crabtree. A guy that I can count on, though. It was Juwan. And remember, Crabtree was a number one receiver. Juwan Jennings I could count on as a number three, four, five, six, whatever the option is, and, you know, depending on the personnel you put out there on the field. And so I'm going with the – I'm going with Juwan Jennings here, man. Like – and, and it's not because he's most recent. I just feel he has the most impact as a 49. I am not mad at you. I'm not mad at you. I love it. Fun conversation. All right. Yeah. We're going to jump to this year, 2023 now. And I want to kind of bounce back and forth offense, defense, because I don't want either to feel neglected. So we just talked offense. So let's go defense. Last year, Fred Warner led the 49ers mm-hmm. in tackles with 130 tackles. Barely beat Greenlaw with 127. And you got to remember, Greenlaw, Greenlaw missed, missed two missed and a half it. games. Yes, sir. So... Who leads the 49ers in tackles this year? Is it one of these two cats, which I think most think it is, or is it a dark horse, somebody that comes up from, you know, Tashawn Gibson or uh, Talanoa? They had a lot of tackles last year as well. It's one of these two, right? It's definitely going to be your linebackers, uh, and it's going to be Greenlaw. Greenlaw can have – it's it's the role, though. So you, you got to understand, like, the role, right? And so, like, to me, Greenlaw, as that weak side guy – He'll he'll be the guy asking to chase down more people, uh, but here's the uh, it's gonna be Greenlaw. Greenlaw would have been in the one fifty sevens, and that's only you can only be one one fifty seven too. By the way, but he would have been in the one fifties had he not had those two and a half games uh, missed on, on last season. And I love Fred Warner, uh, and this is, has nothing to do with him being a great tackler or not. He gets the tackles, but you got to remember, you know, being a, a middle linebacker for the Forty ers is is it's tough because you're you're asked to not you know stop the run but play the pass right and like and so for a middle linebacker not your typical standard type of middle linebacker like your your Patrick Willis's or your Navarro Bowman's or those type of guys like Fred Warner is doing the damn thing uh, but I, I'm telling you Greenlaw is gonna have he's gonna be in the 150 numbers. I, and again, throw in the chat some of you guys. Like, who do you think is going to lead in tackles? Warner, Greenlaw, or somebody else? But one of the things that's interesting, and I hope this carries on, I'm sure it will, is that 
Fred Warner, he's not the true Mike all the time. What they do is it's an abbreviated hybrid role. If it's an early rundown, Warner's Mike. You'll see him right in the middle, right? Mike means middle. But then on passing downs, he converts to the will responsibilities. The will linebacker is the one that runs vertical with trips and all that stuff. And so they switch quite often. Uh, If it's a passing down, they want Greenlaw going horizontal or downhill. Correct. They want Warner dropping back deep, which we saw him like blanket CD lamb in the playoffs. Oh, maybe one of the best linebacker plays. And this is why my, my good friend, I'm, I'm going with Greenlaw here with a healthy season uh, to surpass that. Now, like, like I said, it'll be in the one fifties for sure. And it's because they definitely utilize Fred Warner more in coverage. I like that. Now, Josh said it'd be Warner because Drake Greenlaw is going to miss time. And Drake Greenlaw has missed time. Um, His rookie year, he played all 16 games. Sophomore year, he played 13. Last year, he only played three, 2021. And then this year, he, he missed one game. Uh, one and a half games. So he appeared in 15, um, but, but now there's 17 games. So that's why it's it's difficult, different there. Yeah. So we'll see. The, the crazy thing for me is they extended Greenlaw after he only played in three games in 2021. Yo, and, and they extended Greenlaw after like the first worst game of his career, even though he led that team in tackles in that Chicago Bears game. But he also got those two rough in the passer penalties or whatever personal foul calls. Yeah. And and it was just like, dang. And then they gave him the extension. That was, it was awesome. You remember when we used to argue all the time? Not really argue all the time, but the debate was Aziz versus Dre. Yeah, it, it, and and, and yeah. I kept saying Greenlaw. You kept saying Greenlaw, but yeah, it made sense Greenlaw because early. you want those because Greenlaw, as much as I love Aziz, Greenlaw adds another dynamic. Why? Because if they do what you just said, which they do, if they needed to drop Greenlaw back into coverage, then they could do that as well. So Greenlaw is also a better coverage linebacker than Aziz. And Aziz doesn't see the field as much as those guys because those guys add those two dynamics to their game. They have speed, they can cover, they can tackle. Though Aziz might have been the best tackler on the field, we played a lot of nickel because there were a lot of three wide receiver sets out there. And that's what the league is getting into now. And get used to seeing two linebackers. You better make sure you got a dope nickel back. Yep. Now, one thing I am excited about non-Niners is watching Aziz play for Tennessee. That's Tennessee. a good defense. Um, that's a good defense. And so I really hope he goes out and like leads the NFL in tackles. I love Aziz. I miss Aziz. It's going to be a problem. And yeah, it's going to be fun for him. I, I'm excited. And yeah, I, I think that this is an awesome point, Josh. He says, Hargraves in the middle, both linebackers will improve. Absolutely. Yep. Uh, Absolutely. Uh, The whole purpose of getting a guy like Hargrave and even having Kinlaw when he's healthy is so that those guys can soak up those blocks on the offensive line. This allows the linebackers when they're playing downhill to fill those gaps, man. And when they don't have to get hit on that second level by a big, big, big lineman and they're able to just get to that gap, man, they laid a pop. So you might even see some more pop going on from our linebackers. And you asked about a dark horse. We got some young guys that are are going to make this squad, and this is good. This is good. This is good because they are going to fly around 
and and definitely lay some wood down there. You got D Winters, you got uh, Jalen Graham. We'll see how this all works out once training camp hits. My guy is Marcelino McCreary Ball, uh, one of your hybrid linebacking safety combo guys, a little on the shorter side, but you know his read and reaction is there. So we're gonna see what's gonna happen. Like you know, it's gonna be yeah. interesting. Now, Kim, uh, what's up, Kim? All the way from across the pond. He says, Greenlaw's zero guaranteed money after 23. Could he be a cap casualty after the season? No. Um, Greenlaw is a super value contract right now. Um, you might you could trade him for a lot, like a lot. Move the yeah. sticks podcast. They were ranking the top 10 linebackers, and I think they had Aziz at like six, right? That's Daniel Jeremiah, Bucky Brooks, great podcast. But like this dude. He's on everybody's radar. Yeah. Niners going to do everything they can to keep him to keep on the team. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, like, it's the opposite of a cap casualty because his number is so low. Um, God, the front office nailed it with him. I'm telling you that. It's a different It's a different, a different era for us, Whew. you know. Oh, look at Boss. What's up, man? He says, Hufunga and Brown could lead in tackles in this wheel defense. I don't think this year. I think that that could be a statement for 2024, 2025, maybe. Um, and I, I've been screaming from the rooftops. The number one player that gained the most from Steve Wilkes coming over, Talanoho Funga. Oh. It, it's funny that you say him, and and I like that, right? But I think it's those. I think it's more of the cornerbacks. I think Diamador Lenore gains the most. I think guys like Ambry Thomas and and them young cornerbacks. I mean, look at they drafted a dog at cornerback i keep talking about Darrell luter jr i mean these are guys that can learn the technique the right way to play football from a db uh coaching perspective you know what i'm saying and and this is what his strength is and so yeah talanoa hufanga for sure uh i already i i always see him trending upwards opposed to trending down and i know a lot of people say toward the end of that season like middle of the season he started on a downward slope. Not in the playoffs he didn't i digress Not it's it's a, it's a it's a marathon ladies and gentlemen it's not a race and so the cool thing is you want to start off fast you want to kind of mellow out and then you want to hit that nice button and, and that's when the playoffs happen and that's when he was back but that's all that also comes down to confidence and and communication and that yeah. to me is his only issue like if he and what's year three if he in year three is starting to show that he's the boss boss <laughs> that's gonna be a problem I like it. What's up, Johan? Live from Ireland. I love it, man. Let's do a real quick roll check in on the chat. Uh, let us know where you're listening from or watching from. Uh, go ahead and throw that up in the chat. We'll get to some of those here in a little bit. All right, now let's flip to the offensive side. The 49ers uh, leader in receptions the last four years, okay? You had this year was Brandon Ayuk. 2021 was Debo. 2020 was Ayuk. 2019 was Kittle. If you had to put your money on somebody leading the team in receptions, CMC's got to be in there somewhere. Ayuk, yeah, Debo, he, Kittle. CMC won't lead the team in receptions. You're not liking it? Uh, it nah. He's going to okay. see too many carries. That that would take away from it. Nah. It wouldn't be CMC. And it, I don't think it would be Debo ever again either. The, 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 oh. Debo, the Debo thing was, was something new. And they implemented it because they needed to find a spark. And, I mean, you go give Debo a one-yard pass or a screen pass, and he was taking it to the crease. Okay, to the hold on. I got I to jump in here. Christian McCaffrey had 52 catches with the 49ers last year. Mm -hmm. Debo had 56. Kittle had 60. Remember, CMC didn't show up until halfway through the year. I know, John, but 
I think that mellows out. I think that was overload on CMC because they needed him. And I think now that you're going to get a healthy Debo, uh, uh, in-shape Debo, you got the kiddo that can catch now, and Brendan Ayuk's going to take off. Right? Like, yeah. like, I really feel like he's literally going to take Ooh. off. And so it doesn't matter. Like, as long as we're productive, putting up points, I don't care who it is. But at the end of the day, I think CMC stays around. He might clip that 60 number. Might He might clip the 60 receptions, maybe. But I think there's going to be more receptions. There's going to be a lot more passing uh, and then running. So I, I'm not going to put CMC as the leader. I think it's got to be it's got to be Brandon Ayuk. I, I, I just really feel like it's going to be B.A. I think they want it to be Brandon Ayuk, right? I think if Kyle and Brian Greasy and the offensive coaches could all like pick, you yeah. know what I mean? They want it to he be can him. get open, John. It's now last be. year receptions per game. Okay, Brandon Ayuk four point six, mm. CMC four point seven. See, it's not fair because <laughs> because the check down. See, see, that's yeah. that bull crap, right? They're not real runs. They're or passes. They're Pass, not real passes. But they are. But they're not. But they are, they're counted as a pass. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So for so for for BA, uh, it'll be harder for George Kittle. It'll be harder uh, to 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 get those numbers uh, because there's going to be times where whoever's playing quarterback is going to just be like dumpy dump and let them do their <laughs> thing. Uh, oh, so it's going to be tough. It could be CMC. John could be right. I'm not saying it's him. I'm just being a jerk. I, I'm, I'm just, just trying to. That's not even it. being a jerk. I mean, you you look at the look. What makes the 49ers great? The fact that they can hit you from every angle, and you just don't know which angle is going to be. They're telling you CMC could do this. They're telling you Debo could do this. They're telling you BA George Kittle. You have to figure out which one is going to be at every given yeah. moment, and that's the hardest part. And whoever it is. They all can yak you out. They all can catch a four-yard pass and take it to the house. That's scary. Hell, shoot, if Elijah Mitchell play might even be him getting getting some of those catches. I, I love, nice I love this question year. right here. Dan Case, what's up, man? We got a party uh, on the East Coast. I think it was a Carolina game we were hanging out this past year. Great to see you in here, Dan. He says, when has Kyle ever planned for wide receiver one to actually be the focal point, though? And I think that this is a little bit Niners-centric vision because – you can go back to Josh Gordon with Cleveland. You can go to Andre Johnson, one of my favorite players of all time that didn't play for the 49ers with Houston. You can go Julio Jones with Atlanta. Like Pierre Garçon, he did it with Washington. So Kyle doesn't have a problem doing that. The problem is now we have not seen Kyle in San Francisco with a quarterback that could throw the ball deep. We haven't seen it. We just haven't seen it. We we haven't that that's that's true. Might, probably not going to see it this year either, but probably not. You'll you'll get some, but you, anyway, Kyle's an efficient guy, and yes. if we're talking about receptions, it doesn't matter if it's a ten yard pass, a one yard pass, a fifteen yard pass, a thirty yard pass. It's just it's the catch, and you got to put some of these on these pass catchers. These the 49ers have some serious pass catching guys. They don't make them pretty. They don't look pretty all the time, but they come down with the ball, and I think that's important. But to answer his question, I don't think he ever puts anybody. That my, here's my point: no one's the focal point. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like no, yeah. There, it doesn't matter. Like if you're a wide receiver, one running back, one tight end, one, like no one is the focal point. 
I got a quick clip here. This was from the playoff run. This is B.A. himself uh, talking about the 49ers offense. I love. It. I have this one saved, and it's always keyed up because it like, just gets me excited. So here we go. Here's B.A. on the 49ers offense. I think yesterday we were talking. We were in the back of the room talking. We are just going through our openers, and one of our plays was getting it to George. Or McCaffrey was the first read. We wanted to get him on a kind of like a choice route. Um, and you just hear Kyle say, all right, Brock, come, we coming out here. We're looking at McCaffrey. He's gonna he's running a choice route. If McCaffrey's not there, come to the other side. And George is running the same thing on the other side. Kittle's running the same thing on the other side. And I just looked at Hank and Debo and I said, hey, nobody gonna, like it's really on us. Like nobody gonna be able to stop us. Like it's really on us. Um, we got too many dudes. We got. I, don't, I feel bad for anybody who got a who got a game plan against us. But at the end of the day, we still gotta do what we gotta do. Um, take care of our business, and we will be just fine. It, it, it literally comes down to the San Francisco 49ers having a quarterback that's competent. That's, that's it. it. And Jeez. we have that. Brock Purdy is beyond competent. I, I'm just and if saying, that's the floor. I, I'm just saying. It, it comes down to having a quarterback that's competent. And, yes, we saw that with Brock. Uh, do I believe Trey Lance can be that type of a competent guy? I know it's up here. It's definitely up here. The question is, can he translate what's up here to out there on the football field? See that to me, John. Though that comfort, that that confidence, that only comes with play. And so you know, you get a kid straight out of college that got picked last with a chip on his shoulder that comes into the system and it's just gonna wait. I'm waiting for my chance because once I get in, I'm gonna show the world whatever. That's Brock. But then when you get a kid like Trey who came in, he might have had that same feeling his rookie year. But what did they do? Put him on the bench, learn behind Jimmy. It, it kind of it, it, it's a kind of kind of made him stagnant. So we'll see. Comes down to that. Yeah. I, I like it. Kali says, Ed, what's up, Kali? He he messaged me. He's coming out. I think it's Pittsburgh. Kali's coming out, which is gonna yeah, be awesome. Pittsburgh. He'll be in Pittsburgh together. and he'll be in Cleveland if I'm not mistaken. Ooh. Oh, um, he says, I think our offense will carry more of the load this season. We'll be a more complimentary team. My prediction is our offense will finish top five. I've got some questions on that one. So we're going to I'm going to hold that because I want to keep balancing this offense defense conversation. Uh, but before like we this. do that, stick with your complimentary thing, Kali. Let's go through roll call here, Clayton. Um, where are people listening from? What's up, Jason Dallas? My people, man. Uh, behind enemy lines. We got Trey area, Brian. I see you. San Diego. I'm going to let Wayne take some of these. He's got a lot more energy than Gold me. Coast, Australia in the building. What's going on, Steve? Portland, Oregon, where it rains all the damn time. Honolulu, Hawaii. What's up, Bobo? Uh, my man Thomas from Spokane, Washington, the 509. Dan Case from the VA, baby. There's a place called Soda Springs in Idaho. I'm learning today. <laughs> David is in you're Vancouver. Gonna you're going to learn today. Campbell, Campbell, California. Shot J. Uh, how do you say that? Pueblo. Pueblo, yes, Pueblo, Colorado. I love, I love Pueblo, Colorado, by the way. Right. One of my favorite only, spots. Where have I been to? Denver? I think that's it. Yeah, so, we went to Denver. We had a good time. We had a good yeah, time. absolutely. The, I, why? Why? Not saying that. <laughs> He's from Ohio. <laughs> Go ahead, John. <laughs> we got indiana what's up uh 15 miles east of notre dame my son lives in valparaiso my oldest one what's up Is big papa says the 916 that's what's up um let's see here compton what's Straight up Tanisha? Out of compton a crazy I love it good name ice cube and Jose, this is awesome you know we don't do this as often as i'd like to tennessee, tennessee. chattanooga man i spent a lot of summers there boston um, in the house yo. i love it 
40 Texas, the 40 Jackrabbits. Uh, that's right, man. Blue and white uniforms, I believe, if that is correct. Scotland um, man, we got a lot of international listeners. I love it, yo. What's up? Do, don't bother me, Vic, Victor Phil. Love Victor it, love Phil. it, love it. All right, let's get back to this right here. Here we go. The 49ers defense ranked first last year in these three categories. Total yards allowed, they were fewest. Total points allowed, fewest. And the most interceptions with 20. My question to you is, I want, I want to not which one they're going to repeat. Which one of those are they most likely not to repeat as first in the NFL this upcoming uh, year? It's the interceptions. Mm. Um, and it's only because, I mean, it takes a lot to get turnovers. It takes a lot to happen, um, you know, for turnovers to exist. Number one, it, 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 you need pressure up front causing timing to be off and for quarterbacks to make the mistakes, right? Because usually interceptions come off quarterbacks making mistakes. Quarterbacks aren't typically going to just throw the ball to the DB. Number two, it takes the DB to have some hands to catch it. So it's going to be harder for that statistical category because uh, for it to happen. Now, the good thing, John, is they bring back two guys that had the majority of those interceptions, but they did lose Jimmy Ward, who I think had three or four. He had three, three he had which three. was the most he's ever had in his entire in his career. career. Good point. And so, um, I mean, you got you got the team leader and Tashawn Gibson back. He had you five. Got, yep, you got Tyler Nohufungo, I think, had four. Four. They were that's early, like, though, too. He had those, like, first six weeks. Yeah, that's nine right there. And then you factor in, you know, the linebacking interceptions and things like that. So look, it, it's I'm not saying that it can't happen. I just feel like that's the most that's the toughest one to repeat. They could finish and giving up the fewest, uh, you know, yards or points per game and things like that. I feel like that's what they're going to do. They're going to be dominant. And when with, with Kali's statement earlier saying that it's going to be more complimentary if the defense can play the way they played last year, but uh, but be better. I don't know. I mean, they added more better pieces. If they could at least play at that. Man, and then the offense grows and gives you 30-plus points a game. I think the offense is going to average about 32, 33 points a game this year. So That's it's going to be fun. That's a lot. I know it's a lot. That's crazy. I know. I'm bugging. No, I'm not. I'm not bugging. <laughs> not bugging at all. I don't care. All right, I got to get my calculator out here because Pro Football Reference doesn't do this. Uh, they The 49ers scored 450 points last year. You divide that by 17, they averaged 26.4. Now, if you just look at the time when Brock Purdy showed up um, after that Dolphins game, listen to the points they scored. This is Miami Dolphins on 33, 35, 21, 37, 37, 38, 41, 19. That's crazy. That's crazy. I know it's I. Yep. Yep. And yep. I understand the whole leader in the clubhouse talk and all that stuff because you're sitting here reading through this. This is one of the most prolific offenses of all time. Yep. If you replicated that through 17 games, you're breaking records. I, here's here here's the thing. Kyle Shanahan, when Brock Purdy entered, you saw our head coach started having fun. This is not a shot at Trey Lance. This is not a shot at Jimmy Garoppolo. They did what they were asked to do. But did you watch some of Brock Purdy's, like, off-the-script plays? And so, like, I'm going to be doing a video on, like, my top five reasons why Brock Purdy is a top five quarterback in the league. And Ooh. I know people are going to be like, what the fuck are you talking about? Spicy. Trust me. 
there are five there are five things that he does every game consistently every game that makes me feel like he's a top five guy and i'm not gonna let the statistics show that i'm just saying like that's his trajectory like that's his mindset right and so at the end of the day man kyle shanahan is out there like having fun and i think more importantly like the players are having fun now can kyle replicate that can kyle still be that if brock purdy isn't ready to go and i feel like he can because he just has to tap into trey lance and and do what trey lance is great at doing and do what he's comfortable doing i think trey lance can make unscripted plays just as well as brock purdy can he make those accurate quick throws i don't know i i didn't look good didn't look like he could but if he's out there and he's getting those reps in there it's going to be a problem so the 49ers potentially have not one not two not three but three competent quarterbacks yeah. the word is competent and i want people to understand i'm not asking them to be the next Aaron Rodgers, the next Patrick Mahomes. I'm asking him to be the next competent quarterback that just doesn't up, like they just doesn't mess up and, and does what they need to do and do what they need to do off script to make a play happen. And I think that's what the Niners have. I like that. Dynamite Dave. Dynamite! Sorry, I had to do that. I oh, that was good. Yeah. It says, Kyle uh, has been here six years. Have we ever had a top three offense? Yes, we have. Um, he's been here... We finished six years, right? So in 2017, when he came in, the 49ers were 20th in points. The next year, 21st. Then our 2019 run, we were second. Second. So we had a top two offense. Then the injury and all that stuff, 21st. 2021, we were 13th. And last year, sixth. So one top three offense. And then last year, when Brock stepped in, we were at like 11 or 12. And he shot us up considerably. Um so, yeah, uh, good question there. Good question there. I think a better question for you guys out there for me would be, can homework. the 49ers find a way to start the season off at a quicker, faster pace? Because this slow stuff, to me, is what wears them down at the end, and they kind of, like, run out. So, like – um, you know, 2019 is when we saw the pace, right? We saw the pace. We we went on us. We were in a stride, and when we felt like we were going to hit a, a speed bump, we made some changes. They were eight no to start. <laughs> so that's eight the no. question. Like, can they find a way to do that? Uh, and it takes a lot for that to happen. And like Brandon and I, you said, they just got to go out there and do it. They have the talent. And think about it. I don't know when that video was, but they have the talent and the talent is only gotten better because now it's more matured it's another year in the league it's a better year and another year in the system another year understanding the playbook not just understanding the plays that are called but the nuances of how the play is called understanding hey the 49er players that are here have played with at least two out of the three quarterbacks let that mm -hmm. sink in so now they understand all right, Trey has these mannerisms. Brock has these mannerisms. It's not that learning curve anymore. Like, it's there. Now, I don't think you want to see Sam Darnold because I think that, would, to me, would be the only reason why the 49ers start off slow. There's no chemistry. Yeah. Yeah, that's well said, man. And, and, and I didn't even have a question in here, but I, I wanted to go through and, like, chart – like the starts and why they were so slow. And, you know, you get all the fire Shanahan stuff by week six or whatever, and then he's runner-up for coach of the year. Like, it, it's it's been difficult just with how slow they have started. Um, and a lot of that's just stacked injuries at different positions. 
And so we, we've seen this offense stall because of the wide or the running backs were all injured. We've seen it whenever all the defensive tackles got injured last year. We've seen it when you've got all your tackles are injured. And so that's rough. Uh, the greatest 49 says 2019, we started strong, finished with the one seed, made it to the Super Bowl. Yeah, that's what you want to do. There's no doubt about it. You know, I had Brian McFadden on yesterday and we did our NFC or his NFC power rankings. Uh, he had the Niners two and the Eagles one. And, you know, he basically, again, he's not a Niners guy. And he's like, it's a two horse race. Like, that's just what it is. It's uh, interesting that um, <clears throat> that people feel that way, because I, I would question the Niners and their power rankings. I get it. The team is stacked, but there's no solidity at the quarterback position. That's the it, that's the issue for the Niners. That's the that's issue the, for the Niners. That's the only issue. The only issue, bro. Like the and if Brock issue. Purdy's the floor, that's what I keep going back to. I like if that's this. the floor of our quarterback play. Oof. Oof. Oof is right. And I, I and I and I don't want to think people to feel like Brock Purdy. You know, some people don't like talking about ceilings and floors, but that's what we're gonna do. I don't even think Brock Purdy has reached his <laughs> max potential. That's the crazy part, right? So, like, he hasn't even hit his ceiling. What the hell is his ceiling? I don't know. I, I don't know. Mm. Mm. All I know is I just finished watching some Brock Purdy stuff because I'm going to be doing some some videos on Brock. And I'm just like, yo, this oh. kid is different. I love it. I love it. Now, I only got through half of my stuff, so I want to save the second Let's save half. it for Friday, John, and you run the okay. Friday show, bro. Oh, done. Done yeah. and done. D-U-N. It's over. Yeah. Part two, y'all. This Friday. Ooh. Now, before we get out of here, we still got some questions from you guys, but we got to finish with the best 16 ever, okay? Oh. Um, this one's pretty simple. <laughs> I saw uh, – look at Dave. He commented this Dave earlier. is being a joke. I like those banners. <laughs> I only have the red one, Dave. I need a white one. I would love to know where you got it from. So, oh, he has two different white ones. I'm just going to say this. Uh, I had the wonderful opportunity of having lunch with Dave yesterday. He came out to my neck of the woods, and we sat and talked Niners all day. It was awesome. Nice. Uh, and he showed me, like, he's got pictures. His man cave, he did this custom freaking – it's incredible, dude. It's Is one Dave of the, the one that seen. said, I don't remember, about the the, the 50 Shades of Gold? And it's, <sighs> Maybe. I, there Maybe. was a comment in here, and I don't know if this was Dave. <laughs> But he was talking about man, tr like about the gold, and it took him like how many times to get it, get it right with the paint. Gold is fun, tough too, because when I'm making away. my stuff on the thing, I'm like, I get the 49ers gold, but if the light hits it a certain way, then it's a different. It's just weird. If there's one thing I know I'm not good at, it's any type of design or creating anything. Man, I, I understood. It's not there. It's not there for me. That's okay. Now. There are two players that kind of – it's Joe Montana's the best 16 ever, but there ever. was another very notable quarterback that did play for us that I'm going to be honest with you, I don't remember playing for us. This is back in the 70s, Jim Plunkett, um, the Stanford man. He played with the Raiders forever, with the Patriots forever, but he had a two-year stint with us in between um, 76 and 77. And, you know, he was all right. He went 11 and 15, 22 touchdowns, 30 interceptions. But I wanted to just give him a mention because I think he deserves it. Okay. But it's Joe Montana. Hands down. It, it's Joe Montana. I'm, I'm going to go through a very abbreviated list of accomplishments, okay? Real quick. Hall of Famer. Eight Pro Bowls, three All-Pros. Two-time MVP, 1989 and then 1990. Four Super Bowls, three-time Super Bowl MVP. 1986 Comeback Player of the Year. Played 13 years with the Niners. Finished with a 100 wins and 39 losses. 273 touchdowns, 139 interceptions, 25 
game-winning drives, 23 fourth-quarter comebacks. His playoff record with the Niners, listen to this, 14-5. and five. Dang. Never threw an interception in any of the Super Bowls he played in. Joe Montana, baby. Ah. So great. I feel good now. Feel he was the GOAT now. for a long period of time. Yeah. But, it, but I, that's funny because he wasn't my GOAT. Oh. Like, like, my GOAT will always be Jerry Rice. Same, same, same. Right. I that, get, he doesn't play quarterback. I, I get that. I, it doesn't matter. Like, I yeah. bet if they asked him to do it, I guarantee he would have did this, He would have did it well. I, I guarantee. But, it like, Jerry Rice was just the the person you you wanted to be. Like, you wanted to mm. figure out, like, how did he train? How did he work out? Like, if you weren't doing it like Rice, you just weren't doing it. Matter of fact, it's the only way you, could get, you can beat him. And you had to kind of get into his head and do what he did. Listen, Joe Montana was great, one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. But to me, uh, greatest player to ever lace up them, them pads and cleats was Jerry Rice. I don't care what anybody says. I will argue yeah, that to this no, day. I, I'm not arguing with you because I'm with you. Uh, okay. We got a real quick super chat from Scott Hill, the man. Uncle Scott's in the building. He says, hey, Jada Wade, will we see more press man with the new players? Oh, yeah. He, he's nodding. He's nodding up and down. Oh, yeah, man. I, and 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 look at the players that we have. Like so it's gonna be interesting to watch Diamondo Lenore play pe- press man, but this might be like that press, that zone man concept. Like you 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 might to start see, which I think they were trying to uh, iterate last year a little bit. Uh, you know you know how you watch Embry Thomas play off the guy, and you know he's gonna be playing in zone and things like that or whatever. It's going to be some interesting concepts, but definitely, man, we have bigger guys out there, guys that can utilize their hands properly. Even Mooney Ward, he was always, to me, a better press man DB. He's about to feast. This is about to be fun. Like, that's what I'm getting out of the 49ers secondary. It's about to be fun. Can't figure out a name for him yet. Maybe maybe we'll call him the no fun zone or something. I don't know, but it's about to be fun. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, Slick says Jerry Rice could still be great in Kyle's offense. Facts. Facts. Fifty plus years old. Facts. Put him out there. Listen, Don't care. There are a lot of 49er greats that are like NFL legends, but they will never. I don't care. I don't care about the gritty. I don't care about Randy Moss. I don't care about Calvin Johnson. They were good, but they weren't great. And yeah. they, they definitely got stats to back their goodness up. But Jerry Rice was one of a kind. I think the the one stat that stands out to – there's several. You, I mean, the dude owns all the stats. He had 1,211 receiving yards when he was 40. He was 40. <laughs> that is more receiving yards in a year than Michael Crabtree had at any point in his entire career. That's ridiculous, bro. 40. I'm 40. I'm a man. I'm 40. I understand. <laughs> Some people got that reference. Other people are like, why is he yelling at me? They could uh, put me in for that. one play uh, at 42. One play. You get one play. I'll give it my all. I'm going to make a play. And then I'm coming out for the rest of the game. There you go. There you go. I like it. All right. So now we're going to get to some questions and comments. Clayton's going to be cycling them through. Uh, 49ers throwback. Look at this. Tomorrow is tight end university. Thank gosh. That's exciting because we're going to be getting clips of Trey Lance. That's fun. He's throwing You already know. Uh, Isn't Sam Bruno going to be there as well, I believe? 
I don't know the answer to that. I felt um, like they, it was another 49er. Oh, no. Ex-49er quarterback Nick Mullins will be there. Oh, Mullins. But, man, Kittle is, like, the most loyal dude. You remember he people were loyal, like, Kittle bro. doesn't like Trey Lance. Nah, he's loyal. Yeah, he's a good dude, man. Kittle's just a good dude. Mm, fun guy, fun guy. All right, here we go. Steve-O knows the NFL says... What's going on, fellas? Just joined in. I'm going to Minneapolis for week seven. I was wondering, is there going to be any player signings, autographs for the rush road trip like there was in Denver last oh, year? Think about that. That's a Monday night game. I doubt we're going to get a player. I do want to let everybody know that we are in the works with a couple players for some events. I don't think Minnesota's going to be one. Uh, so I, I don't think that's going to be there just because it's that Monday night game. So travel's going to be weird. Um but I am excited that our tailgate, who I've been working on with the Gatton brothers, if you came to Chicago with us the last two years, you know what's up. That family is for Amazing. real, man. Oh yeah, and we're gonna have we're gonna have such a clutch tailgate and party the night before. We're gonna be having a good time. Uh, which I just want to see that stadium, man. And I, I want to hear all the accents. It's that a stuff. dome, right, John? Yeah, it's a complete and you know enclosed. It's solid glass. It's the U.S. Bank Stadium. A I'm question excited about off that. the books. I'm putting you to work. How, how how do the 49ers play under the dome? Like, what is their record? I don't know the answer to that off the top of my I know head. You don't. We'll save it for Friday. I'm sorry, but I feel like the questions always come to this. So, like, you look at cold weather games, and it's like, okay, do you have a good running game? Do you have a strong defense? That's like how you play in inclement weather, right? Now, if you look at a dome game, artificial turf, you're looking at speed and offensive weapons. Good well, point. guess what? Niners got that too. So I don't think, and again, Minnesota's bad this year. I understand they went 13 and four or whatever. They're selling their team. They don't know what the hell they're doing. And I, I'm Minnesota's going to be a bad team this year. That's all I got to say. That's all I got to say. All right. Josh, he says, what are we thinking about Wilkes comments on Ambry Thomas? Ah, I like Th this. This year guy. Yeah. Well, so, so he left it. He 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 gave us a positive and then left it open, right? So he said, "Listen, like you know, Ambry looks good. Like he looks. I'm re-paraphrasing it, but he says Ambry looks good. But we'll see what it looks like when he puts the pads on. That was the but. Yep. The physicality. But he also mentioned that for all his players too. So that's what made it a weird but. Pause because it was just like, yeah, he's like right. Players players are good going through the technique, going through the drills, things like that." But we'll see what happens when we add the physicality part. And I can tell you right now, Wilkes is a physical dude. You know what I like most about Wilkes, and this is new. He is—he's honest. Like he—he he will put it out. Drake Jackson. What are your thoughts on Drake Jackson? Weak, inconsistent. <laughs> like boom, boom. All right, every Thomas. Mm, gotta see with the pads. Like he's—he's he's telling everybody. Like look. This is what we want you to be. These are the very simple, <laughs> and you can always tell a good coach. I would always tell my coaches, if you have to explain in paragraphs, you're not a good coach. Right. You've got to make it concise and quick so that players can hear and you can coach on the fly. My least favorite thing when I was coaching, when we had coaches that would overcoach and we would lose reps because they'd be constantly explaining, and I'm like, no, 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 you do that in the film room. Uh, on the field – Quick words, quick sentences. That's it. We're not coaching on the damn field. We're coaching in the film room. We're coaching in meetings, not on the field. And with Wilkes, he can tell you in one or two words what everybody needs to do, positive and negative. Mm -hmm. That's a, that's a like gift. Wilkes, that's a gift. Great hiring, too, for the Niners. Like, like You lose somebody, 
that, you know, you were that just helped your defense get to a whole nother level and you bring somebody that can help your defense get to another level. So it's going to be interesting. I like it. Um, I like it. All right, here we go. A couple more comments before we jump out of here. Uh, 420 Savage, has Bosa reached his ceiling? That's a good question. Drake Jackson has a tall ceiling as well. Uh, Two parts. Wayne, has Bosa reached his ceiling in your opinion? Uh, no. Uh, pretty damn high up there, man. It, it, yeah, no, he hasn't reached his ceiling. Uh, you got to remember, Bosa's still new to the league. He's always looking to tweak things uh, to improve. I think last year a lot of people saw Bosa kind of like run out of gas. And, I mean, I, duh. Like, I mean, you knew it was going to happen. I mean, he was, he was asked to produce at a high level, being double, triple teamed, and all kinds of things at him and, and things like that. And I'm not saying that doesn't happen to other guys, but, look, the dude, he's got a bunch of tools in his toolbox and, you know, it, it, it's good to come from a pedigree of football, if that makes sense, because you can always go back and ask your dad, is there something that you did, you know, that, that I can kind of implement and make a little bit different in, just into my game? You can always go chop it up with your brother. And so that's that's the coolness about that Bosa family, man. That's a football family, and they're always looking to tweak things and get better. So he's nowhere near his ceiling. I don't even know what you would ask Bosa to do differently other than nothing, like, I mean, he was one sack away from the all-time 49ers 49ers record, right? Like, just come in healthy. It's the only only thing I'm asking Nick Bosa to do every freaking season. Come in healthy and find ways to stay healthy. That's it. There's nothing else. When you ask the coaches about him, they don't even care. They just – No, he coached himself. He coaches himself. Nick Bosa's doing Nick Bosa. Yep, we'll see him at training camp. You know what's crazy? I had to look this up. He's only 25. That dude is young. That's why I said young. That's why I said he's young. This dude is not anywhere near a ceiling. Like, he's not capped off. Yeah, that's my point. People were saying that, oh, he's not the best defensive end in football. He's not this. He's not that. Understood. Fine. Is he as, is he as dynamic as a Miles Garrett or 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 impactful like a, a, a Micah Parsons? Nothing. Different players. Different. Totally different players. Different. I yeah, like one Nick. thing I want to see is once he starts getting the star level treatment because he hasn't got that. Oh, yet. get the damn calls. You mean getting yeah. holds? Yeah, that would be but nice. But now, defensive player of the year, hopefully, that's hopefully going to start catching on because he, about he to get could paid be too, the John. face. Oh, gosh, What'd you say? Yeah. He's about to get some money. He is. And once he gets paid, that's whenever it comes through. And he deserves, ah, he's going to get 35 million plus, man. 30, uh I'm going to ask him to borrow about, I'm not even going to ask him to borrow $5. <laughs> I'm just going to ask him for $5. <laughs> I like you started scratching your neck. Yeah, I did. <laughs> hey, yo, Joe Rogan. <laughs> a, little, a little Chappelle show. I love it. Dave says, Bosa and Watt week one is going to be sweet. That's Who has epic. more sacks? This yeah, is I a think tough the matchup question. of that game is going to be TJ Watt versus Colton McKivitz. If the if I'm the Pittsburgh Steelers, that's what I want. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they and they the defense kind of dictates that, right? Because they don't have to line them up on Trent Williams' side. And the fact that Watt can play on both sides is going to be the key. So you, I, I will say this. McKivitz is no slouch. Nope. So go ahead and put Watt against him. Uh, but week one, weaker left tackle to me for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm going with Bosa here. And I know people think I'm going to be a homer, but I don't care. Yeah, I like it. All right, there we go. There we go. Uh, any more questions, Clayton? 
We wrap it. Okay, here we go. Oh, Josh, what's up, man? He says, CMC will have more receiving yards than uh, rushing this year. What are your thoughts there? Uh, yeah, it's 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 slightly more. I, I think CMC is a 2,000-yard guy this year. Gosh, man. He was pretty close to that last year. If we look at what he did last year for the Niners only, he had 746 rushing yards as opposed to 464 receiving yards. So he was a good, you know, 280 more rushing, but we'll see. And I, I've got some questions lined up for CMC on our Friday show, which is going to be with Wayne on, on his channel. And again, if you haven't done that yet, in the description of this video, this audio platform, all those things, it's it's Wayne Breezy's where to subscribe to his YouTube. You got to do it, man. The dude's putting out so much content and it's way more energy than I could ever bring. Uh, which I freaking love. Like, it, yeah, your your energy was on like ninety eight today, though. I love. I it. I was pumped, man. I had a yeah. lot of coffee. I had a lot of coffee. <laughs> Wife and kid are out of town. I'm me and the pup are just freaking chilling, bachelor style, man. Weekend yeah. at Johnny's. That, That's let, right. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> and it's funny, like you know what I've been doing with my time. I've been watching the animals series on Netflix. I'm like totally kicking out on like National Geographic stuff, hey, like Whatever hashtag forty. Going. It's what I've been it is, watching man. game shows during my little break i've been watching family feud deal and no deal price is right don't know why i'm watching them can't figure it out to this day there you go my wife my mother-in-law she was on deal or no deal back no in the day. freaking way and like one like a whole like trip and all kinds of stuff yeah when she was young when she was young yeah she was on tv and all that stuff and yeah there a you go new deal car no there no, you I go just, i always wanted to say that all right but, man, this was awesome. Uh, shout out to Clayton, man behind the scene. Just runs everything so freaking smooth. And, man, so Friday, you guys, Friday, 8 a.m. Pacific time. We're going to be on Wayne's show. You got to come mm -hmm. hang out with us. We're going to continue this because I got a lot more topics we want to jump into. But, Wayne, take us out of here. This was a lot of fun, man. Listen, enjoy the summer. We'll be here every Tuesday and Friday. Stay strong, faithful. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.